You're listening to the B2B Growth Think Tank, the show that brings you the virtual hot seat where each week my expert guests and I help another business leader by masterminding actionable solutions to a specific challenge they're currently trying to solve in their business. So if you're looking for answers to a specific challenge that you're facing, that if you could solve in the next 90 days would have a huge impact on your growth, send it in to thinktank at thinklikeafish.co.uk and we'll see if we can feature you on the show. My name is Adam King, your host and the captain of the ship at growth consultancy Think Like a Fish. And if you're ready to rethink what's possible for your business and discover the growth strategies, advice and insight to turn this new vision into a reality, let's get started. Hey, Adam here, and thanks very much for tuning in. And as you are, I'm going to make the assumption that you are responsible for generating revenue for an established B2B professional service business, and you're looking to grow your revenue. So what I've got for you, you're going to absolutely love because I've recently released my new revenue multiplier calculator and bonus training where using this tool and following the training, you'll discover how to uncover the hidden revenue opportunities in your business and be able to systemize your growth using seven revenue multipliers that can double your business in 12 months or less. So if you want to go and grab your copy, go to thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash calculator. Now on to today's episode. For those who um, are new and haven't heard this section, this is basically where um, Stefan and I will be responding and brainstorming some ideas, solutions to a listener challenge that has been sent in. And sometimes we'll help them come up with solutions. Sometimes, as as I've started saying, we will help them ask themselves some better questions to help them maybe come up with a solution themselves. So today's virtual hot seat challenge is... I've developed a SaaS software that helps businesses generate more social proof by automating the way they capture, generate and publish customer success stories and case studies using an AI powered virtual agent to interview customers. It then creates multiple sales assets, marketing and content assets that they can use throughout the entire buyer's journey. My challenge is, though, I'm in a bit of a chicken egg situation. I'd like to go to market by licensing the software to marketing agencies and other businesses where digital marketing touches some aspect of their service delivery to help them expand their offerings and grow their revenues, but I don't yet have enough high end user, uh, high enough end user feedback to validate the product and uh, that that product will have that demand that I expect. So any thoughts on the direction I should go at this point? Now you are a founder of a SaaS company and I can imagine you have got a lot of um, experience obviously of this, but maybe some thoughts on on some of the first things to think about. Definitely. And I think it's uh, it's an interesting uh, topic to, to discuss because for the many, many SaaS founders around, this is a common challenge. You have a great idea, you design the product, and then the next step is how to market it because you want to spend all your time on it, you want to make a living of it, and even better if it's possible. But in my opinion, it all starts with the product market fit and the validation of the product, because there are maybe already tons of similar tools out over there, which you're not aware of. And even if you're aware of that, you can take advance of it. So if I replace it, uh, exactly the same case study as what we did with Expandly, we bootstrapped Expandly as well, and we launched it mid-November 2000. 19 on the global market without 
any budget on marketing or paid advertisements, unfortunately. So we needed to be a bit more creative and doing things out of the box to move things forward. Now, a little bit of a small background. I was an agency owner who helped people getting great results on LinkedIn before I start designing expanding. But I've used all the tools out there in the market and knew all their advantages, but also their disadvantages. And that was also the reason why I stuck. And from frustration, I shared my ideas about expanding to use it uh, on a safe way in the cloud from agency perspective with my technical co-founder, Glenn. And that was actually our starting point. But mm -hmm. after that, the go-to-market, what we did in the beginning is that we, we start building a comparing page between our tool and one of our biggest competitors at that time point. And because I've used these two before myself, I for sure knew everything about what was not that perfect in my belief. And as a second step, we needed to gather feedback as well from people. Is there a fit? And will it definitely make sense to spend all our money and time to move the project forward? So what we did as a starting point was that we were searching for communities where uh, actually the community of our competitors. And so let's say our competitor had a Twitter, uh, and Twitter page, but they also had a closed Facebook group with a lot of users in there. And what we did, we used a scrape tool. I think at that time point it was uh, uh, Textile to scrape mm. all the people in that group. And we exported all the email addresses and later on we converted these ones to our own tool as an upload. And we used Expandi to engage and connect with these people. Hey, first name, I see we're about a, a part of the amazing competitor group. So we have a common interest and I just want to learn more about how you use it. Hmm. That was the starting point to approach these people. And instead of attacking them, we asked just that we were stuck with using the competitors tool. Therefore, we designed a brand new one with a lot of new opportunities. But before we go to market, we want to validate it. And actually, we need feedback from experienced users like yourself. Mm. Such kind of approach we designed. And that approach to gather feedback brought us more than 40, 40 appointments per week came out from that sequence. And the goal was, of course, to book a call, actually a feedback call to share some ideas, which we had in mind. And I always started with asking, okay, how you use the competitor's tool and what's working for you and what's not working. And 70% of what they were sharing with me aligned exactly with the comparing page I designed. Mm. So it was easy afterwards to say, if I can solve all these challenges you're facing now, would mm. you be open to learn a bit more about what we've designed? 
Yeah, and uh, what I like as well is, first of all, that you've uh, you've drunk your own champagne with that approach. You've used the uh, the tool that you have designed to actually do that. Now, this person may or may not be able to do that, and um, there may or may not be um, similar kind of competitors out there and, and all the rest of it. But I think that hearing the thread that goes through the way that you've approached it, it's about sort of thinking, okay, how can I actually go out and find groups of people that are likely to have the the problem that my believe my software solves and how can i engage them in a way that is non-salesy non-invasive kind of looking for feedback to be able to have regular conversations with them and going with that hypothesis of this is why i believe what we have is going to um, actually be an enhanced experience in comparison maybe to competitors or the way that you're doing things right now and you're validating, you're asking questions. And at the end, it is very much that offer, I guess, of would you like to hear about what we are doing and, and, and see if you are sort of interested in it. I'm curious to sit sort of here as well. Did you did you offer any sort of like beta groups or the way that people would maybe sort of say, OK, you can you know come in, use it. We won't charge you, break it, see how things go like that kind of thing. Was that an approach you took? Uh... No, we, we, we did not do that, but if I should do it again, um, because the market where we operate is a little bit of a gray area, right? It's a cat and a mouse game with LinkedIn. So it's all about trust and safety and uh, because nobody wants to lose their profiles. So we decided maybe a bit too late to take up funds of creating our own community, a close community where we share value to create a safe place for people with... With, with, with similar people in there, which can share IDs. So to come back to your actually case study, I should create straight from the beginning a safe place and community. Mm. And from my experience, I see that, for example, the groups on Facebook are much more active than the ones on LinkedIn. So if you are able to create an own closed Facebook community, and then use LinkedIn and build a funnel to bring people in there. And mm. yeah, coming back to some of the search strategies that if you're going to search for content related to your product, then it's actually a warm introduction to bring people because you like this post, because you attend uh, this event, uh, I've created a community about this business topic where we share tons of value and mm. Stefan is also in there. Uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg votes uh, for the top 100 uh, groups. There's a funny joke in it. Uh, would you join as well? Mm. Um, yeah, I like that still, idea as well. I think that yeah. that could be incredibly valuable. And I think that, I mean, I mean, what are your thoughts about... Um, sort of going for the licensing approach as opposed to going direct to the end user because I think that what that approach does is it's sort of going to again it's kind of taking a similar type of approach it's going to places where there are potentially groups already i.e clients mm -hmm. of agencies that would have this need to sort of go in and add value to that um, agency but also help that agency add further value to their end user as opposed to going straight to direct end user yeah, I should uh, take the, the easy way 
and that's still going on with approaching the marketing agencies because then you only have to convince them once and you have to sell it once. And it means that their own customers, they already trust the agency. So it will be more easier for them than for you to approach them straight away. Mm. Um, Do you have a similar kind of program with Expandi? Yeah, in the beginning with Expandi, we we thought it a a bit more as well. Um, In our beta, period when we uh, just beta testing the, the, the product from technical perspective, we of course use our own tool to approach people. And in the beginning, we did it just on the local, the Dutch market, and we approached actually people who did not even use an automation before uh, to try to book a call with them. And with all our enthusiasm, of course, we, uh, we booked a lot of calls. But we found out that it costs a lot of time and effort. First, I have to sell LinkedIn. If I sold LinkedIn, I have to sell automation. Oh, you can also automate some things on LinkedIn. If I sold the automation, then they ask me, how do I have to approach people? What's the best way to do that? Can you educate me? So we found out that it was for us a no-go to scale fast. So therefore, afterwards, we decided that's actually fine, similar customers as I was myself, growth hackers, LinkedIn agencies, actually people who are already in love with LinkedIn, who already use automation and um, who already know how to build strategies. They only need the trust and we have to fill the gaps with the problems they have now. Yeah, it's kind so of like, who, who has people that are closer to the buying pocket? I've heard that term. And it's kind of like they don't need the education around, say, the value of having social proof, because that might be something that's that, that this company will have to really concentrate on. It's like educating the value of it. And then you know, the, the the challenges of the old way versus a new way and all that kind of thing. And, and, and it could be an even more narrowing of the target around the types of agencies you're not going to go after a graphic design agency necessarily or a um, seo agency but a reputation management agency will have people in that business first of all that understand the value of social proof and also customers that also understand the value of social proof because they're already paying for a service that helps enhance the reputation management reviews all that kind of thing so i think that there's an awful lot of things to consider in there but I think that, yeah, it is a chicken and egg thing with, let's be honest, with every business. Like you have an idea, you want to go to market, but you need proof. So how do you get proof? Well, sometimes the best way you can get proof is by, as you've said, sort of having some of those conversations and then getting people just to try it, like however you want to get them to try it. But it's, I think the the difficulty, and, and we all make it a bit overcomplicated sometimes. We try and go for the world, whereas actually if we can go, right, these are the kind of people that I can identify you can do something and, and this hasn't something that um, I'd necessarily thought of, but that kind of taking some of the strategies that we've just been discussing is a great way of doing that. Finding content around social proof, around case studies, around, you know, the things that the problem that your um, SaaS is going to solve and engaging with them using maybe Expandy, even if they don't use Expandy. It's, it's, it's the same sort of approach. It's starting the conversation and then looking to be able to continue that and potentially validate it to the point where it's like you've got your own social proof. And I think that could be one of the 
um, I don't know, one of the ironies maybe that you have a, a, a platform that is all about social proof, but you're trying to get that social proof yourself. Um, yeah. Maybe on top of that, um, an interesting way is to, to, to actually search for content on Google and try to find authors of, of, of articles about social proof. We, we did a similar thing with Expandi. And what you're doing then is searching for micro-influencers, people with already a larger reach in that niche, and try to approach these people, not to sell them anything, but just try to become a friend and to give their feedback on things you've designed. We did exactly the same with, with, with expanding and it helps, it, it costs at that time point tons of, of hours to find manually indeed on Google, a lot of articles from people who were talking about LinkedIn automation. So we took an, uh, an Excel sheet and wrote everything down, the author, the, the title of the article, the website where we found it on, uh, but also the uh, competitive tool they recommended in in their articles. And we use all these variables as actually a kind of a dynamic placeholders to hyper-personalize the messages in our approach to read them. Hey, Adam, I just finished reading your amazing article uh, about uh, 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 the, uh, the title. Um, uh, and then it put in the website domain. Um, what we saw is that if you're doing that the right way, that these people are definitely open to bring new content and new ideas to share with their own community. Mm. And that makes sense, absolutely, because they've already got the trust and you know that yeah, kind of thing. Definitely. So I think that's a fantastic, and you know, it's kind of like an endorsement or yeah, whatever it is that you you would sort of come up with with that person, maybe just to try and get their feedback and all that kind of thing. So many ideas, so many benefits. So, Stefan, that's been incredibly helpful. And I do hope that um, that is going to add some value to this person, but also just hearing about some of the, the you know, even if you're not running a SaaS business, but having listened to the thinking of someone that has literally bootstrapped their way from nothing, six million a month, like, or six million in, in recurring revenue um, annually, like that is that is gold. And, and, and there are, I would advise you to go back and listen and have a think about how you can apply some of this thinking and ideas to your own business, because it will help. <laughs> I think, you know, you, you are proof. So that's it for this episode. I hope you found it valuable. I hope you got some great ideas that you can take away and apply to your business to help you grow. If you did, please share it with somebody else that might also find this valuable because they will thank you for it. Also, to let you know that I have a podcast gift page where I put a lot of resources that I love to share with my listeners. You can find the links to join the Facebook community there and you can get my book, The Conversational Relationship Marketing and the audiobook version all for free, plus a number of other resources I'll be adding over time on that page. So make sure you head there to thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash podcast gift and you can help yourself to the things that make most sense to you and if you have enjoyed the show please make sure you're subscribed you'll get updated as the new episodes come out and finally last favor 
please consider giving the show your honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one. They mean the world for me. I love hearing from my listeners and it does help others find the show as well. So if you want to go and do that, I'd really appreciate it. Until next time, have an awesome day and we'll speak soon.